0: Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode ninety-six. Mm. We're sure we checked.
1: Yeah, of uh, the <laughs> Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson from Coldesi, and this is Mark Vila from Coleman and Company. And today is uh, competition cage fight. Competition? <laughs> I
0: can't. I don't know if that will keep that title.
1: Yeah. Okay. But I just, I just really liked that idea. So I think uh, my idea was. What did I call it again? It was... Oh, here we go. Beating, Beat the competition. Beat right. the competition, evaluating your competitor. And that's really what this episode is about. And uh, we should be doing a few episodes on this, comp- comp- this competition cage fight or yes. beating competition.
0: Yeah, so we have commitment issues. We would like to do
1: three episodes about this. Yeah. But we may get to two. It may go to four. We don't know. Yeah, I've, I've written four ideas down that I oh, liked. Okay. And you liked at least one of them. At least one. That's so why we're, we're doing, doing this. Okay. <laughs> so. So um, let's go ahead and talk about this and... Uh, and what it is? Maybe give us an intro.
0: Yeah, so I just want to say that you know we we hear about competition a lot, you know, from our customers inside the Facebook group and everything. We we hear two different stories. Yep. Which is kind of why we wanna we want to do this. We heard a story this past week from one of our um, Facebook group members that they've got a a decent sized shop, and but there are all these um, homeowner, you know, home uh, home users that are buying crickets mm-hmm. and small machines and is taking their business so he can't compete. Um, But if you look back far enough, you'll find a small person, you know, a small business complaining that there's a screen printer that moved into town and they can no longer compete with the big business. Yeah,
1: and, and there's everything in between yeah, that too. Yeah, absolutely. You, know, uh, uh, you have a storefront and then there's some people who have commercial equipment in industrial complexes or in, in out of their garages, or yeah. you're working out of your garage and all of a sudden a storefront opens and you're trying to figure out um, is this competition detrimental to your business are they're taking money away from you in a way yeah and it's it's capitalism and how it, it's how it works but the people who succeed and win they it's it's because when they don't look at their competition the same way that everybody else does right and it, we we talked about it plenty of times where um, Like a a Walgreens opens and then a CVS opens right down the road. Yeah, or a Burger King and and McDonald's. Yeah, and and it it, it's counterintuitive to what a lot of people would think because they would say, "Oh well, yeah, there's another embroidery shop in town. Now that I'm doing embroidery, I'm gonna lose um, all my business. I'm gonna lose half
0: my business. Yeah, because there's but
1: um but there's a lot of different things about competition and how competition uh, uh. actually increases business together, which is why you often see like a lot of car dealers in the same around in the same yeah. town. So the fact that there is another business out there doing something like what you do is is an opportunity to grow too. So let's just talk about the first step in this, which is the first thing before you start worrying about your competition yeah. is evaluating your competition. Right? right.
0: And and so so what we're talking about is first of all, are is is this business an actual competitor? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really the, that's the thing when we, when you talked about this idea for the episode, Mm -hmm. that's really the most important thing for me is that, you know, and we've talked about another competition uh, podcast. We'll put some links in the show notes is, you know, just because you see a sign or, you know, somebody that goes into the t-shirt business, or there is another business that, you know, opens down the street. Does not actually mean that they're your competition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they may be theoretically, but are you losing business to them? Is there a case of one time where somebody was going
1: to buy something from you, but bought something from somebody else? Yeah, and and really, is it is that's that one time where it did happen, or you may have heard of it? But is it actual trend of something that's actually going to long term affect your business? Is right. Something to really think about with that and. Plenty of times, if you know business owners, and, and I know we go to different events and we meet different people, and all the time you're talking with somebody and they say, oh, well, don't you have to worry about such and such company or right. so, and I don't even compete with them. Yeah. You know, I've heard that so many times in my life. Absolutely. I don't even compete with well, How? You're in the same business. Yeah. And it's, well, mm. your case might be, I only sell embroidery to schools and sports clubs. And that's all I do. And yeah. that other embroidery shop, they don't have any connections in that industry. They don't do that. They don't know the industry. They only sell to corporate stuff. I stay out of the corporate world. I don't like right. to do that. That's So a great I don't example. even compete with them. Yeah. And this person is somebody who, who knows it. So let's, let's talk about some of these things. So in this episode, we're gonna cover, um, are they actually taking business from you? How to determine that?
0: Actually uh, taking Actually business. doing
1: it. Yeah. Um, and it, in, in a trend. Right. There's there's always gonna be the one thing, but is there a trend that yeah. they actually are gonna take business from you? Um, uh, are you competing in the same market for the same customers? Are they targeting your business specifically and your customers? That one's important. And, um, and then just the step-by-step guide to answering those things. So let's get into the steps.
0: I, I like that. So step one is identification and, um, as you so aptly wrote in our yes. notes, yes. Okay. <laughs> this step is crucial. Yeah. I'm holding up my finger for emphasis mm-hmm. for those of you not watching the video. Um, you may have an idea who your competition is, but it's an important to dig deep and find out all of your uh, potential competitors. So, there's two situations. What I always recommend is that you know who is competing for your customers in your market. Mm-hmm. Like everyone, even if you don't have any problem with competition right now that you're aware of, you know, what you should do is you should go through these steps, too, and you should find out who else is competing. I'll give you a couple of examples. Sure. So um, I know I'm in the Tampa Bay area. We sell Avance commercial embroidery machines nationally Mm -hmm. and to a small extent internationally. But I also know who my local competitors are. Mm -hmm. I know that... um, There is a sewing center in Tampa and in St. Petersburg and in Largo that sell the Brother Prosumer Mm -hmm, embroidery mm -hmm. machines. They sell $15,000 Viking machines. There's Joanne's Fabrics. I know all those people. Mm -hmm. They're potential competitors, but they're really not because they're not in my market. But you really
1: do have to be aware of... Of who is out there? Yeah, and, and understanding what they do, you know, having a little bit of uh, a, you know a finger on the pulse of what's happening there. Are these local shops going to eventually? carry a commercial styling machine that does compete. And if you're if you know your market and you know what's going on, then you'll have these answers. So the steps to identifying, I think, right. are simple, but they're worth writing out and saying. Uh, Google it. Yeah, Google it. Google it. That that's really how how it all starts. Is you know on the
0: on the biggest, on the gross, on the macro look. Mm-hmm. You know what you've got to do is take what, how do people find your business? Are they are they Googling uh, custom T-shirts Tampa? Is it um, Sportswear, um, Omaha. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what? How, how are people getting to find your business and go to a search engine and Google, you know, type in that search and see who
1: comes up. Yeah, and I'd say you Google and, you know, and go on to Bing, do it there as well. Do it in two different places. Uh, And then Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, the kind of the big five is what we wrote down. Those are the five you should go all there and you should spend, don't just pick one keyword. No, No, don't just search embroidery store. Tampa, yes. you know, search a bunch of different things, t-shirt shop, t-shirt store, screen printing store, search custom everything caps. that's in your realm, right. because your competition might focus the fact, on the fact that they're a screen printer, yep. but they also are a big embroidery shop, or they make custom transfers. And that's not necessarily what's in their business name, but they get a lot of business. You, you don't know this stuff yet unless you start searching. So spend, right. I'd say, in my opinion, like 10 minutes a piece trying to search. Yeah, five to 10 minutes, just searching, searching, writing down names, uh, copying, pasting the URLs of their websites um, into a document on your computer, Yep, just creating the list. You should. So in a good hour, five places, 10 minutes a piece with uh, a two minute break in between each one, and <laughs> yeah. that's an hour of time. Yeah,
0: <laughs> So, um, and the reason that you're gonna do this is because, I mean, this is what Mark Field and I do regularly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are keenly aware if there's a new company doing what we do in the marketplace. I mean, nobody does exactly what we do, yeah. which will be the point of what we talk about later, later mm-hmm. on. But you know, you, you've got to do this on a pretty regular basis because you need to know who your competition is so no one is sneaking up on you. Yeah. So you can make moves in advance to
1: kind of defend yourself or align yourself with your competition. Yeah, and they'll and you'll still get some things that sneak up on you, but when you know and you practice this often, you're more prepared. Agreed. Uh, so um, the next place to find out is to actually just ask your customers. Yeah. So talk to them. Say, um, have, where did you used to buy before you started working with me if they're a newer customer? Right. Um, you know, uh, do you know anybody else who buys a pair custom apparel that doesn't buy from me? And where do they buy it from? Just talk to them, this, especially the yeah. ones that are clo- that you're close with. They'll be right. happy to talk to you about this. Oh yeah, I used to use so and so. They're they're yeah. really bad. Whatever it might be, and
0: take take that next step too. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you are if you go to a small if you go to a salon or if you go to a school event or if you go anywhere else in your regular daily life and you see an embroidered polo or a printed t-shirt mm-hmm. that's obviously custom, you know, a, a apron at a hair salon, ask them where they got it done and what they thought about it, and you may be either identifying a potential opportunity or a competitor.
1: Yeah. And it, it's also because it might not be local. You might talk to that hair, "Oh yeah, we order them from this online store such and such right. embroidery.com." Yep. Oh, okay. Let me write that down. Yeah, you figure it out, and then how can my business locally do better than the online one? There's lots of things to do. So, and then the next one is to um, to hit the streets. Yeah, you know. Um, so go to places where custom apparel exists and see if you can scope out and find competition there. Yeah. So you go to um, uh, ball games. You might see it at local businesses, local events. If you go to, um, if you have like those. Uh, Farmers' markets and street markets and stuff like that. Chances are you'll see a custom apparel company there. So just go out and find out everyone who exists.
0: Yeah, I was surprised. I went to a uh, an art fair um, this last just a few months ago, the Mm -hmm. Gasparilla Art Festival. Oh yeah, highly Mm -hmm. recommend it. And there was a company there that was selling um, printed T-shirts with art on it. You know, so naturally I wanted to know, hey, how'd you guys make the T-shirt? Yeah. You know, okay, where? What brand did you get? Where did you buy it? You know, let me. Um, let me find out more about my competition because i don't know them, so who does know them and how do they
1: get that business instead of me yeah it's great I mean, and this could be at the mall too, yeah, you know I saw that a t shirt shop in the mall. They just print. Uh, they've just got all types of funny designs, and they print on yes. demand. That's yeah, their yeah. business. I know so it's you, mostly mostly bootleg. Yeah, I'm mostly, sure. Mostly and but you're gonna go by that place, and you'll look at it, and you'll say this isn't really my competition. I don't right. sell that type of shirt. I don't do walk up funny shirt business. Yeah. Um, but you could maybe just you know uh, talk to them about it. But we'll, we'll get into shopping and, them. In and I will bit.
0: say though, don't go to the uh, salesperson at Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> you know, banana Republican. Ask them where they get their stuff done. Okay, that's not what you're looking for.
1: Uh, if you, local businesses, you know, fairs, okay. markets, people if that you are do that, with just you. stop listening to this podcast. Yeah, then. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> um, oh, man. No. It, so, all right, you've built a list at this yeah. point. In time step one: identification. You've built a list. Uh, the bigger the city, if, if you're in a big city. This list is going to be overwhelming, and you're going to have to learn how to kind of chop it out. So scratch off and that mall could, guy. It could scrap, scare the crap out of you. Yeah, you know, but but it's okay. Look at how many. Imagine if you're going to open a restaurant and then find out how many restaurants are in your city. You yeah, know, like there's 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 a lot of competition or, for everything. Or a gym, or, or a, gym, yeah. a hair salon, anything. Or a mattress store. By the way, how are there so many mattress stores? I don't stores? know. Who is going through all these mattresses? I don't know. You buy one every how many? Ten years? Sure. Or 25 if you're me (laughs) and they're everywhere anyway so um now uh step two all right you've got the list step two is you look into their marketing and their branding yeah this one is kind of just uh it's 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 important before step three you're kind of just checking them out is really what i would refer to that as um look at their website uh, go to their store location, or if you happen to be in their store, maybe walk in. Go to their Facebook page. You're taking a look at who their customers are. Uh, what's the personality of their brand? Yeah. You know, if they make, if they, if everything that they focus on is for bikers, yeah. And you don't, and you're not in that industry at all. You're going to really get a feel of like, okay, this competition is probably not. I'm, we're not going to cross each other. I'll, either, I'll give you a good you know?
0: example of that. So um, I was, I'm looking for an electrician. Mm-hmm. So, I went on to a networking, Tampa networking group, and I put out the call for people that can recommend an electrician. And, you know, a lot of people responded. Yep. And so, what I did was naturally I went to each link, a Facebook page or a website, and I, I tried to find that one, one that matched my need and kind of like fit me. Mm-hmm. You do that unconsciously all the time. Yeah. Right? So, you know, one very professional, uh, young looking group, good website. Good Facebook page, pictures of the kind of stuff that I need done. Mm-hmm. Another guy had um, a Latin Kings tattoo,
1: mm-hmm. okay,
0: and a lot of related gang and motorcycle paraphernalia on his site, and he was pitching to be an electrician. Okay, so if I'm in the electrician business yeah. and I see that, like, I know that he's probably not after the market that I'm after. Yeah, he's got a specific niche. He's got he's got certain people that are looking for him. The same way uh, I had, I looked at someone who had a, uh, the personality of their business was Christian. Yeah. I mean, they really emphasize we're a Christian business. It's in their logo. You know, it's the whole thing. So I know that if that's me too, I'm going to have an affinity for them. If it's
1: not, if that's not a market that you identify with, then, you know, then maybe they're not really your competition. Yeah. And it's, it's a really important thing to just understand what their brand is. Yeah. You know, Um, and Part of what we're talking about through this whole conversation is kind of deciding if they're your competition, which that's the last step. Right. So as we give the examples, we're going to focus on that um, at the end. Yep. But other things you can look at for them are, are they advertising? Are right. they spending a lot of money in advertising? Where are they advertising? Um, do they, Does it look like they have a big sales team? And, and you don't you know everything yep. that you can kind of know about them because what you're going to do at the end of all this is you're going to compare them to you. Yes. Um, and then what type of customer do they attract?
0: Are what, they which corporate, is corporate? Just an know? example. Yeah. That yeah exactly. I gave, yeah. Example
1: that, like you know are they are they attracting you know an urban crowd? Are they attracting, um, uh, uh, cra- español, and right. all their ads are in Spanish? Well, okay, they're going after the Hispanic market. Yep. Yep. So are, everything is about cheer and bling. They're going after cheerleaders who their and spirit wear. You do corporate wear. You're going to start to realize the competition that isn't that they do what you do, but not what you do.
0: Yeah, I do want to break out mm-hmm. the uh, are they av- are they spending a lot in ads because mm-hmm. I think that's a really interesting conversation to have. What you should do on the first part, as you're looking up those keywords and looking for your competition mm-hmm. in the search engines, you should notice if it, if they show up at the top of the page and there's a little Google Ad button next mm-hmm. to them, then you know they're in a position to afford to spend that money, mm-hmm. and they're they're actually advertising for those same keywords that you might be,
1: mm-hmm. or
0: that you know they're they are actually going after your customers. Yeah. Right. So if you um, if you get the the penny saver style flyer for your neighborhood. You look through it and see if they advertise there. If you go to their Facebook page, if you look on the left-hand side, there's an actual info and ads link now that will show you any ads that they're running. So those are ways that you can actually kind of see, okay, are they, are they just kind of organically growing and getting the word out or are they spending money to get customers?
1: Yeah, and then and this is where you're gonna to start to realize where the competition is or not. Yeah. You know, if you if you focus on there's a shop down the street here, they do spirit wear for like a couple high schools and middle schools in areas. Yep. Basically what they mostly do. So um if you were looking to do that similar business down the road, and you search and you see their ads, and you see and you're They're seeing everywhere. a sign somewhere for them, and you're like, "Gosh, they actually they do exactly what I do," yeah. then you're going to start to get a, a realization of who the real competition is. And the whole exercise is each step of the way, you're kind of like, you're starting this list of. 50 shops in your town, and you're you're kind of crossing some off and or, or ranking yep. them on, on how really strong of competition they are. I
0: like that. So so, so then the next step is to shop that competition. Mm-hmm. Now, really, you want to make sure that you do the steps before that first. Yeah. I mean, absolutely, because mm-hmm. first you've got to know if they're really competition. Right? So you've got to make sure that you're not wasting your time and wasting their time by taking up their time finding out what they do.
1: Yeah, especially like you – the for example, the place in the mall, yeah. you know, that I mentioned, if if they sell funny t-shirts to people walking through Impulse buying a, a $25 t-shirt and you and you do custom t-shirts for events, I mean, I guess you could call them and ask if they do that and they're yeah. going to say yes. But that's not, there was no sign up for that. They yeah. don't advertise for that. All they're trying to do is get people to walk over, look at a shirt and yeah. buy it immediately. Now, maybe there's some kind of a
0: category for... You know, they might, get, it's like when I brought up the um, the sewing center close by mm-hmm. the Sells Pro Surma machine. Yeah. Sure, one day someone is gonna decide to buy a home embroidery machine mm-hmm. instead of an Avance. That's gonna happen. I'm not gonna do anything about that really. Yeah, You know, and, it's gonna happen once in a
1: while. They're not really my competition. Yeah, That guy in, in the mall that I saw, somebody's gonna go up there one day and say, hey, I've got an event for family reunion. Can you make me 20 shirts? It's gonna get that business, but you could clearly see that the gentleman running that booth was not trying to do that at all. If it happens, it's by accident. And yeah, you're gonna find that that happens. Don't be tricked thinking I'm losing all this business. This is my competition. Because accidentally they might run into your same customer.
0: And And that goes way back up to the top. Is it? Are they actual competitors? Are they actual actually taking your market share, Mm
1: -hmm. stealing your customers? So now it's it's time to shop them. Yes, I love to do this. You identified your customers. You kind of you identified all your possible competition. Then you looked at their marketing, their branding, and you've really starred and highlighted the ones that you really feel are the biggest possible competition. Um, I would maybe even I didn't write this down in our notes, but I would maybe even do like a one, two, three ranking. Okay. You know, like, I like that. one is 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 highest possible competition. Yes. Two is they might or might not be. I'm going to have to shop them. And three is doubtful. Yeah. And depending how big the list is, maybe you don't bother to shop any of the threes or only the ones. Yeah. So um, that's going to depend on the size of your town. I like you it. Know? Um, so, how do you shop them? Yeah. Tell us about so,
0: that. So, um, what I do when mm-hmm. I'm shopping my competition in a variety of different businesses is the first thing I'll do is I will fill out a form on the website. Uh, well, I take it back. First thing you do is you put on a fake mustache. I put on a fake mustache. <laughs> I put on my Mark Vila. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. <mask. laughs> um, no, really what I do is I'll, I'll go to their website and mm-hmm. I'll see if see how much of the same thing that they, are, they do that we do. Yeah. So if I go to, you know, go someplace and, and whatever it is, if it's, woodworking or boats or you know um, embroidery machines or DTG printers, go to the website, do they have prices? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. Um, does it look like they're talking to, to my same customers? Yes or no? Do they have a chat on it? Is their phone number uh, really easy to find? Um, and so that's the first thing is I kind of scope out their online presence. Um, and see if there's some shopping information I can get from
1: that. Yeah, and that's and what you're describing there are uh, the key things that that you focus on when you're creating, say, the Avance website. Yes. Right? you're kind of comparing that Shh, directly. Giving it away. Yeah, right. Competition. <laughs> um, but that's what that's what you're gonna do when you're looking at, when you're looking at the competition. So your first step is, you're reading their flyer that you found. You are reading their website, you're reading their Facebook page, you're trying to get the message. The initial shopping experience for a customer that everyone does is they go, you look in the window before you walk in the store. You know, you you check out what kind of a restaurant it is. Seafood, I I love seafood, I'm going there or I'm gonna pass. You kind of, you're doing that initial step, the initial. And then from there, you really should try to get some prices, try to get a feeling yeah. for what the shopping experience is like.
0: If, they're, um, if their pricing is on the website, that's great. You know, write that down, but you're still gonna wanna do two things. You're gonna wanna fill out an online form if there is one. Mm-hmm. So you see what it's like to, um, to request information.
1: How long did it take
0: them to respond? Right. What do they respond with? Because basically, let's say that you are a screen print shop, mid-sized, and a big screen print shop is moving into your area, you go to their website, you fill out a form, and no one ever contacts you. Are they really the
1: competition, mm-hmm.
0: you know? Um, and then you're gonna pick up the phone and go for that same experience.
1: Yeah, and see what it's like. You know, if they if they if if you call up, they answer in one ring, really friendly, you know, oh, okay, you know, what's your email address, you yep. know, all this stuff, they're gathering the right information, then you can start, oh, okay, this company is good, yeah. you know? And, and you also kind of compare the other way. They didn't answer. It went to a voicemail. Actually, it went to it went to a place that says the voicemail is not set oh, up. Oh yeah, right. that's you know that's I mean? awful. And all of these things that are things, awful. But you want the whole experience because you want to rank how good they are. Yeah. Um, and then anything else you can gather. So I, I wrote down: Do they charge for art? Do they charge a setup fee? Do they require a deposit? What's right. their delivery time like? What kind of shirts do they use? What brand of shirts do they use? What's the quality of the garment? What technology do they use? DTG yeah. embroidery. Um, look, do they have online reviews? What are the reviews like? You wanna find all this information out because for one, eventually you're gonna to have to sell against them if they are your competition. Yeah. And you can say, oh yeah, if, if somebody says so-and-so is gonna do it for two bucks cheaper, yeah, I understand, I know that they do generally use a cheaper shirt than I do and their delivery times 14 days yeah. minus seven. Yeah. So I don't know, if that doesn't matter to you to save the, the 40 bucks you're gonna save, you know, and you can start to have that conversation because you know.
0: Agreed, and if it's a, you know, if, it, if you're a bigger company and you feel like your your um, competition is that cricket owner, owner mm-hmm. that's doing, you know, five t-shirts or 10 t-shirts at a time, then, you know, you can get a shirt and say, have you ever felt that vinyl? Yeah. Do you like that feel? Because this is what I do. I do DTG or dye sublimation or, you know, something else. Yeah. It feels better. Are they offering you full
1: color? No, they, they don't do that. I can do full color. I order from a wholesale warehouse. I've got 25 different colors in this one brand of shirt that I offer. I've got a dozen different colors in this other shirt. And when you wanna come back later on, I can get that same exact shirt from you. I can deliver you the same quality every time, yeah. you know, in a professional manner. And, and I understand that, you know, you know somebody who has a Cricut machine, but they can't deliver the same type. Of that if They're getting your shirt from Walmart. Yeah, and then marking it up and they're making $4 on it, you know, type of a thing. And it's, it's not, I don't think it's really what you want. Right, so, so you're not gonna be
0: really negative, but you, you know, what you're doing here is you're, when you shop them, you are going to design how you're gonna respond mm-hmm. when they, either when their name comes up, or you're going to change things in the way you message to your customers to
1: counteract their advantages. Yes. Yeah. so th- if you find that their response time is slow, and when they answer the phone, it's not very friendly. And when you get a, when you asked for a quote, you know, you basically just got the like, yeah, yeah, four bucks a piece, yeah. you know, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, or you find out that they, that they charge a $100 setup fee. You know, all of these things are things that you get to say ahead of time, because if you know somebody is going to call you and then them or vice versa, you get to counteract the negative things. So you say, they don't answer the phone friendly. I'm going to write out some greetings and have the best answer on the phone when they call up. They charge a hundred dollars setup fee. I'm going to make sure to say I only charge a $30 setup fee.
0: Yeah. And this works both ways. I I think what kind of spurred this idea that we've got for the podcast is, you know, we had the bigger shop, Mm-hmm. That thought the little, uh, the small shops, the home users were taking their business. So it can go in both
1: directions. Yes. Yeah, both people think the same thing.
0: Yeah. What What you, um, you know, so if I if I have a cutter or I've got like a digital heat effects i five fifty, and I'm using it in my house, I have advantages. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll do one shirt profitably. Yeah. You know, yeah. I will like stop by my house at nine o'clock at night and pick up your five shirts. That's mm-hmm. no problem. Mm-hmm. Those are big advantages. You know, if you're a, um, you have disadvantages too, you may not always answer the phone because it's your personal cell phone. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what, if you get sick or one of your kids get sick, you can't complete the order on time. You may not have the inventory of shirts, you know? So if I'm a mid-sized guy, what I'm saying is, you know what? You can call me every day, all day between the hours of 7.30 and 6.00. My people will answer the phone 100% of
1: the time because I'm here for you all the time, not just after school. Yes, and if you want black and white shirts yeah. and small to 2XL, I've got them in stock all the time. Right. And uh, I can offer same or next day on the delivery on that type of stuff, whatever yeah. it might be. You have to figure out where your advantages are. That's the point of this exercise. And uh, so then, uh, yeah. And again, you know, also you're looking to thing, you might look in the future of things you might want to change about yourself. Yeah. You realize I do the same thing that that guy does or that, you know, that that lady does. I, I didn't like that, that they did that. Why am I doing that? You yeah, know? So yeah you, very you get true. To, you're gonna learn the industry. You're gonna learn your competition. It's a really great educational experience for yourself.
0: Yeah, I like, you know, one thing that I want to make sure that we cover that you mm-hmm. put in here, I would not have thought of this. Okay.
1: Was look at their online reviews. Oh yeah.
0: I mean that is so powerful because we use that all the time. How many positive shopper-approved
1: ads does Coleman and Company have? Uh, now, oh gosh, yeah, I haven't looked in a bit, but I think we just got an award for breaking 3,000 five-star reviews. Yes, 3,000
0: five-star reviews. Yeah. So, and I know Coldesi's got uh, about a thousand four and five-star reviews. So, can you imagine that this is part of what we talk to you guys about? Mm-hmm. Like, I know that there are other people who do X, Y, and Z but have you read my thousand five-star yeah. reviews? You know, did you know that we sold, we shipped 4,500 packages last month and we've got another 600 five-star reviews from those people that bought? I mean, you can buy from anybody you want to. Yeah, Read my reviews.
1: You know, that's yeah. a great pitch. And, and especially if you know that your competition out there, you, if you they know may not that, have that the they've got- reviews. Yeah, there's two things that yeah. happen, right? Either you see that they've got a 3.7 rating and you've got a five, and you're like woohoo, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then you get to say it all the time, like look at my reviews; they're great compared to the other shops. Yeah. Um, or you realize that you've got no reviews online because you've never solicited any from your customers, and right. they didn't do them on their own. And your competition's got thirty-eight reviews, four point eight stars. Ouch! I need to get reviews. Yeah. You so then to get you, the you take, t- yeah, you need to you need to get on, uh, because you don't want them to say that about you. Right. Or are you gonna go to that shop with no reviews? Yeah. I got 50, 4.8 stars. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's a great thing to learn these. So now that you've shopped them, you get get as much information as you can. By the way, if you're in a smaller community, um, you might want to ask a friend to do this for you. Yeah. Or, um, you know, I mean, or you might just want to ask your friend to do it for you, period. You know, yeah, you know. I mean,
0: there are, there are some things. I'll go through some things that will... Um, maintain your anonymity Mm -hmm. when you're shopping is you can set up a new email address temporarily Um, you know with another service it's free Mm -hmm. and it will give you an objective view um, you can use uh, somebody else's phone, or yeah. you can get an app on your phone, so you can you know have a conversation with somebody without revealing your phone
1: number. Yeah, it's basically the same stuff you do if you start selling drugs. Yeah, you go to Walmart, you get a track phone, you look for a pager. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, you those are all things to maintain anonymity. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I know that some people feel uh, like when you're shopping that you that it's like a. Uh, uh, Unethical in a way, you feel like you're spying, you know, things like that. But uh, this is what this is what all the big brands do. They all do it, and then brands that are big enough do this internally to themselves. So you're when you're talking about like a large organization, like. Best Buy or Hilton or Bank of America—they have folks in their organization that just shop do that. their organization got, and and their competition. I, all day. I've got I've got a good one.
0: Sure, okay. I, I can't remember who it was, but I was mm-hmm. listening to a podcast called "How How um, How I Built This," okay. where they mm-hmm. interview big op- um, entrepreneurs. And one of the uh, one of the first employees of Target uh, talked about the time where he was just opening up a brand new Target store, which was a big deal if you're Walmart, mm-hmm. because there was no like competition, yeah. Target's a little higher end, they were trying to charge more money, that Sam Walton walked in the door, that's the owner and founder of Walmart, walked into Target, introduced himself, and asked if he could be shown around. And of course they did it, Yeah, right? Okay. But, but Sam Walton was shopping his competition personally. Yeah. If it's good enough for him, I think you guys can do it. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, So I, I, you just you do it and you be fair about it and, um, you know, yeah, I mean you are you are probably gonna have to fib a little bit on the phone when you do. No, you're gonna have to fib a little bit. Don't do that. Say your prayers if you need to. Don't ask for forgiveness. Don't do that. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean you, you find your own way of shopping but the best tool you're gonna to have is to know as much as possible about your competition, and you could try whatever method is your preferred way or ask somebody to do it. I'm, I'm on
0: tons of my competitors' email lists, and I use my business email address and my name. Yeah, oh, They definitely. just don't bother to look.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, they, for sure. They just don't
0: bother. Um, so um, I like all that. I think it's really important to do the things that we just talked about. Um, now, if, you are, if you're up against competition, you know, right now, if you just lost a job or somebody mm-hmm. moved in the neighborhood, um, you know, actually a good podcast to listen to would be the one we did with Mark Beletnikoff. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. He's got a retail uh, store in Erie. And over the past few years, at least five or six other t-shirt businesses
1: have opened up very close to him. And it hasn't impacted his business yeah. negatively. Yeah, so. much different. And there, cause it's different. It's a different business. And, and speaking about shopping, like we know... We know you're out there. Our, our competition listens they're to this podcast. They're listening to this. They go to our Facebook. They yeah. copy exactly what we do. We've seen your stuff. They're they're you know. they're not they're not listening to it like <laughs> this far in.
0: They're not uh, they're not this far. Yeah, in. I don't,
1: yeah that's dedication. If
0: they we do. mention embroidery machine manufacturers
1: for a reason. Yeah. If if you are you're dedic you're dedicated. I appreciate mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you. But um, so next we have step four. Yeah. Uh, which we call compare and contrast. Yeah. This is the good stuff. Yeah. This is where you've taken you've kind of got this in your mind already. You've already got like this one's this one I'm not worried about, this one I'm really worried about, this yeah. one I I don't know. I'm you're not doing sure. a threat analysis. Yeah, you've got yeah. it. But in step four, you wanna you wanna by the way, everything that we mentioned, just, I'm assuming you haven't already started doing this while you're listening to the podcast. Right. So, so this is an important thing to mention. Yeah. We gotta write all this down. <laughs> yeah, you gotta please. take notes. I recommend taking organized notes too, which is really a challenge, but you know uh, if you're doing it by hand or typing it up, name a business, website, pricing, you know, yeah. and, and try to fill in the blanks. And then when you do another one, you fill it out the same way. So you've got really a nice binder that you've put yourself, uh, put yourself put up for yourself that you can use to compare and contrast. Would you use a binder? I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't, but... There's plenty of people who still use binders. Have you seen how many binders they sell at like Office Depot? I do. Have you sure. seen how
0: many binders we are throwing away right now because,
1: because of no. binders? Linda, we're not throwing no, away. No, we're, we're going we're gonna, to the garage sale. Yeah, definitely. You're going to get us in trouble. That's true. No. <laughs> okay, so
0: you are gonna, you're going to organize this and write this stuff down. Yep. There are tons of software applications out there uh, that will help you track business intelligence and mm-hmm. online competition and things like that. Please don't use any of them unless you are a really big company. And then if you do intend to use them, just reach out to me and I'll tell you which ones
1: that I might recommend. Sounds good. Uh, For now though, We've made a spreadsheet for you. Yeah, that's, that's so the stuff right there. you can go to customapparelstartups.com, go to this episode, yes. um, or the YouTube channel, link out to it too somehow. Yeah. Um, and uh, the spreadsheet is a nice and simple kind of a chart that we've made where you can fill in your competition's name yep. and add in your own fields. It's not a lock. I'm, go, I'm, I'm I'm
0: holding it up to the camera with doodles, yeah. so <laughs> I'll cover the doodles.
1: Um, but, no, it's
0: really, it's really useful. It's got some great, uh, you know, you're going to go through... Um, a
1: scale of one to five, mm-hmm. right? And you're going to rank your competition versus yourself. Yeah. So uh, I, the first one we put here is low pricing. So my business, I consider my pricing a one to five. Five yeah. being expensive, one being cheap. I'm, so I'm a three. I know? do. I do
0: want to point out that you have to do this for your business first.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you've got to like really understand where you fit on the scale. So, and we put like quality on there. Are they selling the cheapest shirt possible, or are they selling only really high end shirts? Or are That's, you? Or are you? Yeah. yeah, both for you. Yeah. Um, you know, how is their customer service? What are their reviews like on online, yeah. online? How many days is their turn time? And you write all. You have all of these, and we've got other things in there too. Um, what type of technology they use? Embroidery, screen printing, DTG, digital transfer. Yep. Um, what type of businesses, do they cater to, uh, school, corporate spirit, uh, adjust this to your own, you know, fill in All your right. own blanks, add more um, add more columns to it. But when you create this, then you get to kind of look down and you can start to circle and highlight, yeah. you know, uh, so it, Mark and I were just talking about this before, you know, when I look at this kind of fake competition one yeah. uh, numbers, and if you pause this and you get, go to the website, you can open up the spreadsheet and see it with us right now. But. Like competition one said that like for um, they don't do embroidery and they don't do digital transfers. Right. And you do embroidery and transfers. So right then and there, you realize that yes, they are competition. Say because you both do spirit wear, but they're doing screen printing for all the spirit wear, and you're doing digital transfers and embroidery. Built-in are, advantages to both. Yes. Yeah. But yeah exactly. So. It is two different markets. There is gonna be some rollover. You know, I just want 40 shirts with with uh, you know a white logo on it. Yeah. There's gonna be some rollover on that because both yeah. of you could do that job. But that's when you turn around and you say, Well, I know the competition down the road only screen prints. Right. And this is a 40 shirt order, I can do it. So how do I sell against them without even knowing if my customer is shopping them? I, I love that. I, I'm going to go ahead, and when they say you, they want a black shirt with white logo on it, I'm going to say, why don't we do blue, since that's one of your school colors, and your jaguar is a mascot. Yeah. Why don't we put, like, a full-color jaguar on it, and then we'll put the white letters. It's going to be cool, and we can even we don't have to make the jaguar huge, because I know you said you wanted it classy. We'll just make, like, a little logo on the left chest or on the arm. Yeah. And then now all of a sudden when they go to the screen print shop, they're probably not going to offer that full color. No, they're going to spend they're going
0: to spend an hour trying to talk them into just one
1: color. Yeah, they're going to say, you- "Yeah, just no, just do the white. I'm yeah. going to do them and they're going to do it cheaper, but if you've got your customer sold on doing a higher quality, adding something else. If they're excited about that, they're probably going to be willing to spend the more money that yeah. you're going to charge.
0: Yeah. I, I love that. And if you're a screen printer on the other side, yeah. you know what you can say is, you know, well, you know, I can save you tons of money that you can you can get other spirit wear with. Yeah. You know, you can spend that money on caps or, you know, when you come back and you want 500 of these, I'm going to be the guy that does it. Yeah. You know, and if you're the small business, you know, with the digital heat effects, with the transfer printer, you know, somebody that comes in for a thousand, you know, you're gonna be in the same situation. You're not going to be the best person to fit that business.
1: Yeah, and and you know that uh, that they don't do embroidery. So immediately you, you've got to start getting them excited about embroidery Yeah. because they don't do embroidery. Um, so you could say, oh, by the way, every 10 shirts you buy, I'll make a hat for you. You know, things yeah, like that, I love you start that. getting them excited. Gym so, bags. Yeah, so this spreadsheet is is the reason why I like having it on a single sheet is because as you start to look at it, you, it, it, it kind of gets in your head, yeah. you know, so you've got the long information, you know, all the notes on your competition that yeah. you've made, and then you've got the spreadsheet, which is kind of like the cliff note version of it. And you can go ahead and as you, if you hire new employees or you get somebody you to can work talk with to them you, about it, you can bring out these tools, but,
0: but it's also, and I love this by the way, but it's also a, it's an opportunity for you to look at your business realistically. Yeah. Like you're not always going to be the, the high quality, high price, mm-hmm. you know, person um, you may need to make a decision. If you go down this list and there's two other people that have, um high high pricing, high quality, great customer service, great reviews, short turn time and they have two and they both have embroidery and transfers, then you're going to need to make a change in your business to stand out. You're going to have to get new technology. You're going to have to find a lower cost way. You know, you've got to be somewhere they're not. Yeah. So, you know, this if you're
1: the same place as all of your competition, then you need to pick somewhere else to be. Yeah, and, and that's actually what um, I you know um, what we put some notes on as what we could do the next podcast just yes on, that's you know what we're gonna so do. in the next episode we were going to discuss um, rebranding restructuring reinvesting or um, or or basically doing none of that yeah you know, staying the same because you're in the right you're in the right area yeah you know um and that's kind of where you've now made an educated decision on that because often what times is somebody who owns a business will make a rash decision because they think something happened and they they end up doing something that hurts their business when their business was going to be fine anyway. If they would have understood and made these notes and done this little spreadsheet, they would have realized, I don't have to be scared of this business that's opening up because it's not for me. Um, And it's gonna be great because when you put this together, if you realize that on the sale, just a little ones, like we were talking about, on the pricing one, how many of them, everyone's low price. Yeah. And you get to be the only one that's yeah. high quality, high price. Yeah. That's fantastic. And, and we, we're always in these battles of like, why am I not the cheapest? Why am I not the right. fastest? Why yeah. am I not the best? There's going to be a category where you have an opportunity to excel. And,
0: and you know, I'll, I'll tell a quick story before we sign off about prices. We were having a conversation just before, just before the podcast mm-hmm. about dollar taco night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. And the first thing that came to my mind is I think I'd rather have a five dollar taco.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You know, it seems like for
0: five bucks, I'm going to get a better taco Mm -hmm. and not food poisoning. Um, So like maybe it's the same way for your customers. You may find that you can move up in price and quality and they're excited to pay more because what they really wanted was a twenty five dollar custom shirt to give to somebody or to order for their business, they don't want to wear a $10 shirt.
1: Yeah, they don't want, just they because want they a did, cheap shirt.
0: Yeah, they don't want a cheap shirt. Regardless of what that $10 buys them, just the idea that you're spending less money can cheapen the experience. Yeah. So it may be after you go through this that you realize, "Ah, oh, thank goodness, I can charge an extra 5 bucks for every shirt." Yeah. Cuz nobody else in my in my niche is doing that.
1: Well, and at the end of then so the counter that I had had to the dollar tacos, yes. I said, I was like, well, actually there, you know, that's, that's their special to bring people in on a slow night. And it's, you know, eight bucks for their premium guacamole. And the margaritas yeah. are, are, are really good, but expensive. They're not cheap margaritas. Yeah. They're not as cheap as margarita in town, but they're probably the best. So you come in for dollar taco night, you walk out with a $40 tab. So maybe so maybe that's your strategy. And, well, and the other thing is, is maybe that's what your competition is doing, which is part of why you, you shop, shop them. them. Yeah. Because I saw, we had a customer who had a sign up on his shop and it said $4 t-shirts yeah and I said how do you and I just said you can't how do you make any money doing a $4 shirt I know how much it costs to make yeah. a shirt and he says nobody leaves my shop just buying the shirts oh, right. you know and he said and it's kind of like what the taco guy would say yeah nobody leaves here like yeah just a taco some come in and buy get six tacos and their tab is six bucks yeah and they tip a dollar and leave but most of the people are buying more, That's and a great I, point. I go to this restaurant, and I and I rarely, and I've looked around because I've thought this concept: How do you make any money selling dollar tacos? And I look around, and people got steaks on there, yep. on their People, everyone's got margaritas. Yep. You know, they have the band playing. People are dropping tips in there, so it's like they're they're making yep. money in a bunch of different ways. Is your competition doing that too? That is so that is a great point. If you see a competition that says four dollar shirts, well they're doing that but everything they're doing is an upsell or the $4 shirts almost impossible to buy yep you know um, yeah you can't so, get there yeah you can't so, actually get it so yeah. i mean honestly i was on the fence but now i'm excited for the no, rest okay. of the episode good <laughs> i can't wait so can't wait. let's see here's what um, here's the last notes uh, that we have here in yep. in the next episode we're going to discuss if you need to work on rebranding, restructuring, or reinvesting, yeah. Um, now that you know about your competition, so um, here's a few things. You know, is the competition real, and um, or is it actually just a problem with you not drumming enough business, drawing yeah. up enough business? Yes. Yeah. You know, because if you're realizing that nobody competes seventy percent of the time and you're yeah. slow, but nobody competes in my market, well then go listen to some other episodes, right? right? Um, so are you competing, you know, are you actually competing really close in a tough market? And if you are, yeah. then it's time for you to make some changes. If everybody does exactly what you do at exactly the same price and offers the same level of service, then you re- then you don't stand out and you're constantly gonna be fighting. So uh, change something. Yeah. And then um, if you were gonna make changes, what, what should they be? So yeah. that's what the next episode is going to be about when we cover this stuff. I can't wait that. Um, and if we don't actually do that, then um, then that won't be the next episode.
0: It's true, we probably will though. There's a 62% chance. Okay. But just in case we do do that, um, I would really love you to go to the uh, customapparelstartups.com or to go to the podcast app of your choice and download this, um, this spreadsheet. Yeah. You know, So you can track your competitors Make these phone calls, do some of this work, so you so you have a base for taking the next step.
1: Yeah, and and it's it's going to be something that is going to teach you a lot about your business, and even if you take all that information, um, you're gonna you you're just gonna realize some really cool things you like that your competition does, yep. which which we've yeah. seen, and you're gonna realize some things that like that they really suck at, and yeah. you feel proud. Like, I didn't need to shop them to do this good already, and right. none of them do it good. So you're gonna get it, you're gonna, part of it's gonna be an ego boost, part of it is gonna be a wake up, and yeah. part of it's just gonna be some some real good education that you're gonna be able to take for your business for a long time. And then in the future, when you go to redo this again, because you should kind of re-up on some of this yep. frequently, um, you've got like a good starting point.
0: Yeah, I like that yeah. a lot. So um, do the work. Uh, this is a good episode for you to share. So if you, everyone knows someone who just literally complained about their business last weekend, Mm -hmm. you know. So share this episode, get them hooked, so they can listen to the other three and maybe come out better on the end. Yeah, awesome. All right, guys, uh, thanks for listening. This has been Mark Stevenson from Coldesi and Mark Vila from Coleman and Company. You guys have a great competitive business. Yes, thank you.